So basically what I do is I offer coaching services and for the coaching services, I offer them one-on-one. -on -one. So we can meet either for one hour, that's like the most affordable way to do it, an hour and a half. We could do that in person, we could do it, you know, through video, however the person feels comfortable. And I give you like a financial blueprint and a business plan for you to figure out exactly how to get to your goal. So if your goal is to flip a house for the first time, I look at your credit, not only like your credit score, but your actual profile and try to show you ways in which you can either strengthen it or leverage it in order to get yourself in position to you know, turn cash credit into cash and be able to pay earnest fees and closing fees and things like that. Welcome to the Aid to Assets podcast, the ultimate podcast for aspiring real estate investors. I'm your host, Tiffany Watson. Join me as we discuss real estate investing for nine to fivers. We'll talk about everything from money mindsets and property ownership and different strategies you can use to invest in real estate. I want to empower investors, especially those of us who are working full time, who want to navigate the world of real estate, uncover the secrets to building wealth, generate passive income to achieve financial freedom. Equip yourself with resources from experts, practical tips, and step-by-step -step guides on how to kickstart your real estate journey. We'll also hear from nine to fivers who started to build their own portfolios, what they did and how they did it, so you can do it too. Tune in and transform your main job into your biggest silent investor in your real estate investment business. This is your Aid to Assets. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Aid to Assets podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Watson, and I am thrilled to introduce you to my guest today. Y'all know we are here to talk to the nine to fiver that wants to start and scale their real estate portfolio and introduce you to the people that are gonna help you do it. And today I am so excited because my guest has not only done it for herself, but she also helps people do it as well. So make sure you hit that like and subscribe button, get those notebooks. Y'all know how we do around here. You need to take some notes so you can execute. So, hi, how you doing? Welcome to the A to Asset Show. Hello, hello, how are you? I am wonderful. Thank you so much for joining. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and let the people know who you are, what you do, and where you are. Well, who I am is Ronia Blue Azul Piguero. I go by Blue Azul. It's a lot easier to pronounce. Some people just actually call me Blue. Some people call me Azul. So whatever you're comfortable with. And as far as where I'm from, I'm born and raised in Providence, Rhode Island. My parents are Dominican. So basically, I'm a Black person who speaks Spanish. And as far as the last question, what I do, I do a lot of things. I have four different companies, but my main focus right now is real estate investing, coaching, and yeah. That's it, pretty much. Love it. Thank you so much, Blue. And so one of the things before we even jump into all the fun stuff about these four companies, because y'all know we're going to tap into that because I don't want to hear no excuses about I don't have time. <laughs> we like to start with receipts here. So why don't you tell the people a little bit about the real estate investing you've done and the people that you've also helped as well? Sure, of course. So I started real estate investing just a year and it's going to be six months and two weeks. So I'm two weeks out from a year and a half. And in that amount of time, I've acquired five properties uh, for a total of six units. And I have 1.75 worth of assets combined. So that's what I've been able to do. In July, uh, I was told that I should start teaching people what I'm doing to kind of help them, you know, get past that fear and take those first steps. So since July, I've started doing master classes, just talking to people about my experience and what I've done and how I've gotten there. And I've also, so I've done three master classes and then I just started a webinar last week. Uh, I've had good registration for that. A lot of people signing up for the free webinar. And then I actually designed the course as well that tells you exactly how to go ahead and flip a house. So on top of those, you know, educational products that I'm creating, digital educational products, I'm also doing one-on-one -on -one coaching. So I've been able to work with my students. One student, we started working on her credit and she was get she only had like a hundred dollar credit cards, right? She's older than me. She's like in her fifties or sixties and she's only had a hundred dollars worth of credit cards, like $200 credit cards. So within one month, we were able to get her $15,000 in credit cards and credit card 
in credit so that she was able to access it if she needed to to tap into a property. So she she actually put in three offers in the three months that we that I coached her. And I went on site to look at four properties with her. So we analyzed them together and things like that. And then my other student, we were able to also help her get to a, a place where she could feel confident getting properties, but then also like getting a hold of her life, right? So like coaching is like all encompassing, right? It's not just like, oh, you're here to like just do real estate. Like one of the things for me is I've been running my own business since 2004. So there's a lot of things that I've long learned along the ways on effective ways to use your time and things like that. So my second student told me that the most benefit that she got out of the coaching was the fact that she was at able to delegate. So now she has somebody cooking for her. She has somebody who's going to be cleaning and somebody doing her laundry. So those are three things that were consuming a lot of her time. And now she's going to be able to free it up and, you know, be able to do more, more things. So, and then my other student that I also started working with, we actually just went to our first project together today. So we're doing a flip. I'm helping her do her first flip. I'm mentoring her through it. And I'm also partnering with her through it. So not only are we going to go, we went in on a deal together, but then I'm also helping her and teaching her along the way. And she got to overcome that fear of her first flip. So it's very exciting. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you so much for sharing all of the amazing work that you're doing. So I want to make sure we circle back so that folks don't miss anything. You said you've now been investing in real estate for almost a year and a half, and you mm -hmm. have five units, six doors, totaling $1.75 million in assets. Did I get that right? Correct. Y'all, a year and a half. Your life can change drastically in a year, a year and a half. So let's start there. What made you want to get started in investing in real estate? So I've been researching it for a lot of years, like over, definitely over like 20 years, I've been researching real estate and I just was, I never took the steps, right? Like you, you, it's called analysis paralysis. So you keep researching, keep researching, and then you just are afraid to actually take that first move. So I do really good when like my back's up against the wall or I have to figure something out. You know what I mean? Like I always figure out a way to make something better when I'm in a bad situation. And so the first time I accidentally, but not really accidentally because there's no accidents, but the first house that I purchased was in 2012. And okay. when I purchased that house, it was literally a, like a business move that me and my wife did where we didn't want to spend $20,000 at a venue in order to just be there for four hours. And then where does, what was the purpose of that? So we said, let's just buy a house instead and just have a backyard wedding, which is exactly what we did. And that first property, I learned so much because I added so much value to the property and I renovated so many things. And I could tell you about that. There's a lot to it. I talk about it in my webinar. There's a lot to it. But the property was 55K. I got it for 27.5. I put 80,000 into it through lead programs and different things that were given to me. And then, all right, so I'll tell you guys. So I got a 27. $27,500 credit for the Good Neighbor Next Door program, which is for teachers, firefighters, and police officers who want to buy a house from HUD. They give you, they give it to you for half the price. So then I also got a $15,000 forgivable lead loan from the city that I'm from. Definitely look for lead programs in your city. So I got $15,000 for that. They gave me another $4,000 credit for lead. They gave me $2,500 down, down payment assistance. And I got but before I closed, somebody went in and stole the copper. So I got $2,600 credit for copper. So altogether, I got $51,600 for this house that I bought for $27,000. So like, again, right? And then I ended up getting a 203K loan, which means you get to do the repairs on your own. And that was $61,670. So the mortgage was like $800, but I was into the house 116, but I had all this equity in there. So we bought the house, you know, obviously in a really great position and we just had to stay there for five years. So when we sold the house, it sold for, if I remember correctly, I'll just get the, yeah, I bought it for 55. I put 61 into it. I was into it for 116, 670. When I sold it, I sold it for... It says right here, 209,000. Blue, so, hold on. Blue, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold <laughs> on, hold on. Y'all, 
we are what three four minutes in first of all my mind is blown so let's go back because you already given so much game so we're gonna come back to why this was you decided that this needed to be an event space first of all so we're gonna circle back to that in a second but Mm -hmm. one did y'all hear how much money she just said that she got just because she made a decision yeah, I'm a recalculator though, because that includes the 27.5 that they gave me a discount on. So I'm gonna take that out. So really, I was all into the property for eighty nine thousand one hundred and seventy dollars, right? And wow. I sold it for two hundred and nine thousand. So that's one hundred and nineteen thousand eight hundred and thirty on my first property. Yeah, right? almost one hundred and twenty thousand dollars by making a decision and staying Correct. and letting time pass for five years. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay, so let's go back because the first thing you said that I want to circle back to is you mentioned you were getting ready to get married and instead of spending $20,000 on an event space that you were essentially going to be renting out for a couple hours, you mm-hmm. decided, let's put this in a property. Tell us more about that decision. How did we get there? Well, me and my wife are both business-minded. So at the time we were running a branding agency that we started. No, no, no. We hadn't started the branding agency. I lied. This is 2012. So at this time, we she was helping me with my business. So at that time, I was doing nightlife promotions. And so I used to do club nights and stuff like that, specifically for the ur- urban LGBTQ community. So at that time, I was promoting nightclubs and she was helping me on the back ends with operations, contracts, and things like that. And so we always had like a business mind. And so because of the way that we think, we were like, you know what, instead of just like spending this money, let's figure out a way to make it work. And just so you, you can understand like that house that I bought for that amount of money, it only cost me $500 earnest deposit to get it. It was a $500 earnest deposit. That was it. And I think I got like $2,000 back at the closing or something like that. I would have to look back at that document to tell you. My goodness. Okay, so first of all, y'all, that's the first nugget right there. Like, when we are thinking about real estate investing, we are going to this as a business. We talk about this a lot. Real estate investing is a business. And so not a consumer mindset where I'm going to get the biggest house that I can afford. But how can this make? How can this decision make sense? Now, you mentioned that the house was originally $55,000, but you got it for twenty seven five. Talk to us about that negotiation. How did we get this house for half? It's called the Good Neighbor Next Door Program. And it's specifically for, uh, not lawyers, it's not for lawyers. It's for teachers, firefighters, and cops. And what they want you to do is to move into the neighborhood and make it better, make it a better neighborhood. So they look for at-risk neighborhoods or, you know, whatever they want to call it, whatever terminology they want to use. Mm-hmm. They want you to come in and just and just make it better. And that's what we did. We came in and we improved the house. We made it look beautiful outside. People would walk by and say, we love what you did with the house. It looks so nice. And people felt good. And then, you know, when you start, your house starts looking good, people around you start improving their houses too. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a domino effect. 100%. And so that's so important for people to not only just think about the house that they want, but what other programs? And so there's so many programs, teachers, doctors, public officials, there's so many programs because people, the neighborhoods want people to have home ownership. When you own a home, you're going to take mm-hmm. better care of the home. And so looking into this mm-hmm. is part of that research and due diligence piece that we tell y'all about regularly, looking to see what do you qualify for? Because this can be less money coming out of your pocket and making this even more affordable for you. For you. Okay. Very so true. you bought this Very home true. in 2012 and then you stayed in it for five years. What happened then? So in five years, we were like, you know what? Our timer's up. We we can leave now. So we sold the house and we sold it for, for the 209 that I said. And we ended up just telling the people that, that we sold it to, like, listen, we're selling this, but if you ever don't want it, like we will buy this house back. And we had their contact information. We stayed in touch. We ended up moving to Puerto Rico, right? We were balling out of control. We moved to Puerto Rico. We were in a five-bedroom house, four-bath with the pool. I mean, just living the life, just enjoying ourselves. And, you know, then my wife got sick, and unfortunately, we had to come back to Rhode Island. And when we came back, that the, the lady who we actually sold the house to, her and her partner were having trouble. So I was like, hey, I'll buy the house back. And she was like, no, she doesn't want to sell, blah, blah, blah you know, long story short, something ended up happening and they decided to sell. They wanted cash for the house. So 
I they wanted to sell it to me for two twenty five, and I was upset because I paid two hundred nine. I sold it to them for two hundred nine. Here they are gonna get two twenty five, and the house looked absolutely like it was bad, like quarters mixed with like holes in the wall, holes in the oh, appliances, no. like thermostats cut out. Like it was just like they trashed it, and so you know my emotional side was like I'm not gonna do this, and then I went with my realtor. And he went through with it. He's an investor. And he walked through the house with me and he's like, this is easy. You got this. You got this. And he put the battery in my back. And when he told me you got this, like, I was like, all right, I'm going to give this a try. And if I can make six figures by the end of the year, this is what I'm going to do. So what ended up happening, I bought it for 225. I put 25,000 in and I sold it for 325. So at that closing, I had $102,000 and I did the flip in 13 days and closed within two months from the first day of closing to the second closing. It was two months, less than two months. So I made a hundred and yeah, it was just like, what? This is like, I already made the six figures I wanted to make. Like, let's go. This is what I'm going to start doing. Now, had you had any experience renovating properties aside from, I know you mentioned you had the 203K when you bought the house initially, but aside from that, had you done any fix and flips before? No, no. Aside from that, I hadn't. No, not at all. That that first property, we were so hands-on with the contractor. We were picking out fixtures. We were doing a lot of the work. You know, now in hindsight, you know, we did a lot of the work. So yeah, no, I didn't have experience outside of that. Wow. And so for those who aren't familiar with the 203K, can you tell them a little bit more about what that loan program is and why it can be helpful? Yeah, of course. I think 203K loan is an excellent choice for first-time home buyers. And the reason why is because a 203K loan allow it's not like you're going to give the contractor the money and they're going to run off with it. What it allows you to do is to be protected as a first-time home buyer. So the 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 they have what's called the tool 3k inspector and that person has to be certified and there's very before it used to be very few people but now they've opened it up a little bit more but yeah there has to be a contractor i think their experience has to be for five years they have to have been a contractor before they can even get to that step and then they have to approve the actual work that they're going to do so the contractor is going to give the scope of work they're going to actually go in put it into different phases once they finish the first phase the inspector comes out looks at the work says it's good it's not good and then they pay out the contractor so you're protected all along the way absolutely i love a good 203k loan because it's essentially the way i describe it to to people is it's almost like having the training wheels of a renovation and fix and flip and so you have people there that are guiding you contractors that you know have to be have insurance have to be certified so you know you're working with good people that are going to do quality work and it's also teaching you how to run a renovation don't give a contractor all the money for a full project before the work is completed and little things like that that you may not know if you're not familiar with renovations. So how helpful was that process when you then decided in 13 days you were going to completely renovate this property again? Well, it was really good because when when the first time around, I was on site every day. I, the contractors were like, I'm I'm OD, so I'm going to be there. I'm going to be looking. I'm going to be asking questions. I'm going to, what's the scope? Like, what's the timeline? When's this happening? How's this going to happen? Wh- which goes first? Like, I'm asking questions. So all of this is for me is knowledge, me learning, right? So when I actually did my property, I had contractors, I contacted them, I had a floor guy contacted him, had a plumber contacted him. Like I knew everything that needed to be done in the house because I knew where my other contractor like took shortcuts. So Mm. I knew that I wanted to do it better this time, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to do the heating system better. I'm going to do, you know, whatever. So I made sure I got all the people in position before I closed, they were ready to go. So on the first day that I closed, the landscaping was already getting done and people were like feeling the energy of like, this house is getting fixed up. You know what I mean? And I just aligned everything and and scheduled everybody to work really quickly. And I'm really good at like motivating people and getting people to get things done. And so we went ahead and did that. And literally 13 days later, the whole entire project was done and, you know, I, I didn't realize that that was like a thing, like that that was something special until like I had like a house tour and I had people come by and like, you know, my friend told me like, you should have people just come by and check out the house because it's just sitting there. I was like, what do I do now? I'm just waiting for this to close. Right. Because it sold like this. It sold like within a week on the market. It definitely. Wow. Like, it just it was so. Yeah, it was so like easy. 
And so I was like, what do I do now? I'm just like waiting for this house to close. He was like, you should do a tour and like talk to people about what you did. So I did that. I did a tour. I, sh I told people I was explaining what I did. And then somebody said, did you have a contractor? And my friend that told me about it, who's been, you know, more involved with investing for a longer time than I, he said she was the GC. And I was like, GC? He said she was the general contractor. And I was like, oh, is that what I was doing? Like, I didn't even know. Mm -hmm. So then my other friend was like, you should go make it official. So legit, like I went and like the class was the next day. I took the class. I got the insurance the next day. And, you know, the rest is history. I became a, a general contractor with a million dollar policy when only half a million is required for the state of Rhode Island. Y'all in the comments, I need you to type extreme execution, extreme oh, execution. <laughs> like, did That's you hear what funny. she just said? I First like that all, extreme execution. I like that. She, you did a flip in less than two weeks and then someone realizing that you were doing work and didn't even realize this is what it was called and people are getting paid to do this. She said the next day, y'all, she went to go get that license. The mm -hmm. next day. Success, love, speed, extreme 100%. execution. I love that. That's what people got to take glass of action. That's very true. I very love that cool. extreme execution. Okay. So you had, you had a year long goal that you basically, it took two months to close. So you basically hit that goal in two months because you had two, your yeah, six exactly. figures with that fix and flip. Yep. Now you had the fix and flip, but now it sounds like you're holding some properties. So walk us through like your investment strategy. How did you know this one needed to be a fix and flip? And when did that change? So it wasn't intentional. You have okay. to be able to pivot you have to be able to pivot and you have to be able to, you know, just do what you have to do in order Like you have to be flexible, right? Nothing mm -hmm. is like set in stone. So the second one I thought was going to be a flip. I finished that one in 17 days and it was staged, right? So I put it on the market. By that time, it was October of last year. And that's when the interest rates were going up and everybody mm -hmm. started getting scared. And I was getting mm -hmm. lowball offers. And lowball for me was like, it was off by like 20 grand. Like I literally should have probably sold it, but... In hindsight, like, yeah, I would have sold it a long time ago, but I didn't understand. Like, it was like, no, I want this much. Like, mm -hmm. I had just had this easy experience before. So, yeah, I ended up like letting the the offers go and it wasn't, it wasn't selling. And it was just like, well, what do I do? So I started to feel like it was a burden, right? Because it's like, I had to pay $2,050 a month. You know, we were just going to put it on the back end because I moved so quick the first time, like it didn't matter. And then the third month comes around and he's like, I'm going to have to foreclose on you. Like if you don't make a payment and mm -hmm. I'm just like, what am I supposed to do? And literally like, I was so stressed out. I slept on it. And it was like, how do I turn this thing that feels like a problem into an asset? I was like, this is an asset. Like, this is something that can actually create money for me. Like, why am I thinking about this as if it's a burden? So there was another program that I found out about. It's called the Landlord Incentive Program. And they were doing it worldwide, uh, mm -hmm. nationwide, sorry. They were doing it nationwide this last year. And basically what it is, is they give you, in my case, they gave me $4,000 just for giving an opportunity to a homeless or a recently incarcerated fam like a family member, uh, a family who has somebody like that in their family. And so, you know, to give them a second chance. And I believe in second chances. So mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I can do this. So he's like, yeah, we give you $4,000 to get them in there and then f another 4,000 per unit. My little head started thinking like, if I got a 12 unit, I'm gonna get 4,000 per unit. I can make it. like, I started thinking about all these things I was gonna try to do. But anyway, so I did it for that. And then they give you first month insecurity for rent. So I ended up getting like $12,000 like off the mm -hmm. bat. And I, I had a tenant. So now I was getting $2,500 a month and I was able to service the hard money loan plus catch up with the old payments. And so that's been going on till today. Like the tenant is still in there. I'm wow. still servicing it through a hard money loan. Yeah. It was supposed to close November 1st and she mm -hmm. didn't find another apartment. Somebody backed up three days before closing that she was going to move a place and they just ended up like changing their mind. So we just found a new guy two days ago. And so, and the place is vacant, ready to go. So by tomorrow, I'll know, you know, section eight, we're just going to get an inspection mm -hmm. and transfer it over to, to the new guy. And then we'll be able to close at any minute. So hopefully like this week, I'll be, my intention is to close this week on that property. Wow. That's what I want. 
So I love what you mentioned because a lot of times when we get in these situations, especially for a lot of my audience, they're newer investors. And so we're working Mm -hmm. hard to create a plan, but we can get really tied to that plan. And we're thinking that it's going to be A, B, C, D. This is how it's going to work. And we know that is not... (laughs) That is not the case. Never. So Never. tell us a little bit about how, because I love the way that you were able to reframe. Like you were like, this is stressing me out when this should be an asset. And how can I make this mm-hmm. an asset that is making me money? Tell us about how you were able to get in that frame of mind instead of only seeing problems and letting the stress overwhelm you. It's just who I am naturally. <laughs> I'm just very optimistic. I try not to look at things from a negative light because then Mm -hmm. I'll drown in negativity. And so I try to always look for the light. I try to always look for the positivity. I try to always look for that feel good feeling. Like, you know, sometimes a problem is an opportunity. It's an opportunity to do something different. And when you get uncomfortable, like that's when you're doing what you're supposed to do. Like that moment when you get like a little scared, like it's because that's what you're supposed to be doing. And once you Mm -hmm. do it and you get past that fear, things just get so much better. And that's what I've been able to see. So it's mm-hmm. like, why wouldn't I keep pushing? And why wouldn't I keep trying to to get to the next thing? Hey, y'all, Tiffany here. Are you looking to purchase or sell real estate? As you know, I'm your aide to assets, and I want to help you with all of your real estate endeavors. Whether you're local here like me in the Fayetteville, North Carolina area, I can then help you purchase or sell your next property. If you're looking to purchase or sell outside of North Carolina, let me know too. I can still help you. I have a team of agents all over the country that I can connect you with to partner on your next deal. Let's get to the closing table, y'all. We buy our way to wealth, whether that's buying right or selling better. Can't wait to hear from you. Click on the link in the bio if you want more information on how to personally work with me or an agent on my team. Talk to you soon. I love your optimism. I tell people nothing is going to stretch you like entrepreneurship. And as we are becoming real estate investors, this is an entrepreneurship endeavor. And so being willing to push past that uncomfort, one of my favorite affirmations I tell myself is I believe in my ability to figure it out. And so regardless of what it is, there's always a solution if I'm willing to focus on what that could be instead of just drowning in what is it working. That's very true. Now tell us, how are you finding the property that you're wanting to purchase? Where are you going for your deals? <laughs> they come to me. Come I'm active, but I'm actively looking though. Like I'm not gonna lie, I'm mm-hmm. I I am constantly vigilant. Like I am on it. But yeah, they they come to me. I make sure I tap into the like. I think network is important, and a lot of people don't don't like really take their network for granted. I'm gonna check my phone real quick. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you that I have in my phone, you're going to see it up top there. I don't know if you can see. It's. Is that 7,000? 7,201 contacts in my phone. The stress. The, so, stre- the introvert in me. The stress I just got. The introvert in you. <laughs> I'm extroverted. I've been like this since I was a kid. My mom said that too. I used to have full conversations with strangers. So I love meeting people. And I Mm -hmm. love not like when I meet people, I try to learn what they're good at or what they do. And I always like categorize them by that. So if I type in photographer, I'm going to have a bunch. If I type in like whatever, you know what I mean? So I've been always building up my database of people so that Mm -hmm. I know who to call when I need something. Because I love putting money in people's hands and I love like giving back and I love like supporting people when they're starting their businesses and things like that. So yeah, I have a large network. So I have a list of wholesalers, which you know, are like, I consider them like army people, like the army, you know how the army is always frontline. Like I consider like wholesalers frontline people. So they're going to go out there, they're going to do the work and get me the deals. And they know that when they come to me, I'm going to close, I'm going to actually buy it. I'm not going to BS them. And so I utilize them to bring me deals. And then, so the first deal I got it because I owned it. The second deal I got it because the real, the guy working on my floors, his wife is a realtor. And I told her, I'm looking for my next deal. So she brought me my next deal. The third deal, I got it from a wholesaler. It's like, they're like an assembly line wholesaler. Like they have a whole like system that works really well. They're huge. They're like the biggest wholesalers in my state. And then the fourth deal, I actually went out of state. And then my fifth deal, my cousin, and and the fifth deal, so 
The fourth deal, I went out of state and it was my realtor that her, she was, that was one of the houses she was trying to sell. And I knew the backstory and what was going through happening with the client. So I was able to negotiate and get a good price on that. And then I, my fifth, wait, where am I at? So one, two, three, four. So my fifth deal was my cousin who brought it to me, a girl whose parents passed away and she didn't own anything on the house, but she wanted to get money out of it. That's a story because I still haven't closed on that, but it's my, it's, I have a contract on record. And then my next deal is the one that I just went to go see today for the first time with my two partners. One of them is my student. The other one is a contractor. And that one, it was somebody who slid in my DMs and sent me a deal for me to to purchase. And right away, I knew I wanted it. So yeah, that's. it's not that I have like tenants in all of them. It's just that they're you know, all in different phases. Absolutely. Absolutely. So letting people know what it is that you are looking for and what you do, but also learning what people do. So that way this can be a reciprocal relationship and you know who to call for what, whether it's real estate investing or other needs. I love that. Correct. Now, one thing you mentioned was the landlord incentive program. And you mentioned that this was an opportunity to give a second chance to someone who either had a family member that had previously been incarcerated or in a different situation. Tell us a little bit more, because I imagine I have some listeners that are nervous about even considering something about that. So tell us more about that. I mean, I think there's a lot of prejudice and there's a lot of preconceived notions with people. At the end of the day, we're all people. And at the end of the day, if you were to be judged based on the actions that you did as a teenager, like who, what would people say about you, right? Like mm -hmm. in my time, there was no, we had AOL dial-up, but there wasn't like that instant, like internet access, like, you know, ability to like document everything that you're doing the way that it, that it is now. So at the end of the day, like, we were and we all come from different backgrounds right so i think people make mistakes and i think it's okay for people to make mistakes i think that when you meet people i follow my intuition and when i met this woman i know i knew that she was a good woman like i knew that she was just in and you know not the best circumstances and i didn't even know her real history until i was trying to help her get an apartment and i did my own little background check on her and she had like 30 counts like criminal counts. And I'm like, if I would have saw that, I would have judged her. Mm -hmm. I would have judged her. And, mm -hmm. and I understand what those counts are about. She used to fight all the time. And why was she fighting? Because there's mental illness there. And now she's medicated. So she's not like rah-rah wiling out anymore. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. if you judge her based on her mental disability and her ability to not use her words and have to physically react to situations, nobody set her down and took care of her and, and medicated her or whatever needed to happen, then yeah, you're going to judge her based on those actions where she's a mm -hmm. whole different person now. And mm -hmm. she's raising her kids and they all have SSI. So it's obviously something that's all over the family, her dad, her kids, her. But that's, that doesn't mean that she's a bad person, right? So she's amazing. She cleans the house. She rakes the yard, rakes the leaves. She cuts the grass. Like I told her, please take care of this house. Treat it like it's yours. And she has done nothing but that, you know? And like, and I was able to put her in a beautiful neighborhood with 0.2 acres of land, which is a lot for Rhode Island. That's not typical. We have very little mm -hmm. land space. So yeah, I mean, just to give her a new life where she didn't have to be like in the hood, you know, doing all of these things, she was able to like breathe and she loved it. She didn't want to leave that, that city actually. That's beautiful. And it's, it's highlights because we are definitely in a housing crisis in general right now mm -hmm. where we know there is not enough housing for one, but then housing is getting so expensive. And so the opportunity that we have as instead of these big corporations that are buying up neighborhoods and buying up homes, we have the personal mm -hmm. touch as investors to yeah. get to know people and to get to know their story. And so yep. if the general population is facing a housing crisis, imagine those who have different circumstances. That makes it even yeah. that much harder for them to get a place to stay, which is a basic need that we all have. That is very true. That is very, very true. And it's unfortunate, you know, it's unfortunate how people get judged for those things, you know? 
But Absolutely. if we look at the positive, right, because I have to be optimistic, this is an opportunity to buy back the block. This is an opportunity to change the, the narrative on gentrification. Like mm -hmm. we have the power to actually come in here and make these moves and make these decisions and give our people. I think people should have nice places to live no matter how much money you, you make or you receive. Like, I think people shouldn't be living like shit. You know what I mean? Like, I think people should be living in nice houses and mm -hmm. things should be functional and it shouldn't be the bare minimums. Like, we shouldn't just get the bare minimums as people. Like, I think that's inhumane. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so switching gears a little bit. Now, you mentioned that, what I think, I can't remember if it was deal three or deal four, but that was out of state. Tell us a little bit about out of state investing that you do. Deal four. Okay. So deal four, yeah, deal four. So that, a lot of lessons, a lot of <laughs> lessons. I think I got that in uh, May. What happened was, this is where I got the confidence for out of state too. This tenant that I have is about 15 to 20 minutes from where I live, like in, in the state, that's how much I have to travel, which for, I live in the smallest state. So anything outside of 10 minutes for us is far, okay? So if she's 15 to 20 minutes out, it's almost as if she's out of the state. So okay. because I never stepped foot into that house again after I rented it to her, I was just getting my money, sending people over there if I needed something done. I was like, I can do the same thing out of state. I don't have to physically go there. So that's mm -hmm. what I did. Um, I got a really good deal on a house. I got a duplex for 25000 And yeah, I, I couldn't pass that up with the opportunity to make $2,100 a month in rent. Section eight. Now, I just want you to say that again, because people will tell me regularly, Tiffany, in this market, there are no good deals. And you got this house when? Girl. That's a lie. There's deals. There's deals. There's, listen, people, deals come from three things. They come from death, death, disaster, and what's the other one? Another divorce. divorce. So death, disaster, and divorce. Yeah. And so when somebody passes away, a lot of people don't want to deal with the house. They'll take cash for it and they'll take money that less than what it's worth because they don't want to fix it up, put it on the market, wait for it to close, all of that. They just want money and they want it quick. So that's a deal opportunity. Another one is when people are getting a divorce, they don't want to, again, go through the whole thing, wait for somebody to put it in offer. They want to just get it over with. It's an emotional thing. Give me money. You take yours. I take mine. Let's get out of here. And then disaster is when a landlord has a headache or doesn't want to deal with the tenant anymore, or this house has this broken, or I don't want to deal with this. And those are other opportunities for you to get a house at a discount. And when you're in those situations, if you can see the vision beyond where things currently are, and I'm a futurist, I can always see, I always, I live ahead. I don't really live in the present I live always in the future. So I'm always able to see beyond what's really there. So for me, it's a no brainer. There's deals all around us. There's people in hard situations all around them. If you can help them and get them in a better situation, then there's a deal. Absolutely. One of the things that I believe to be true about us as real estate investors is we are the answer to someone's problem. And so when we, when I think about investing, I am not buying houses to then charge exorbitant amounts of rent, but I am helping to alleviate stress. We know one of the most common stressors that people have is money, money management, just being in different situations. And so being able to help support someone to get out of a situation by being able to help them and give them money for a property is a way that we can be an, an answer to someone's problem. So love that. that. Now you mentioned that you have gotten properties from a wholesaler. And so we've had wholesalers on the show, but I'd love to hear now being a person that has bought from a wholesaler, what is that process like? And how does it differ from actually buying a property off of the like regular from a realtor? So I think I have two properties from a wholesaler. I'm trying to think, I think it's two. So well, okay, so they're different. So the the third house that I got from a wholesaler, that's very similar to buying a house from a realtor because of the way that they run their operation. But the other the other property that I just got, this was actually his first wholesale deal. And so he was learning and it was it was just very rewarding to me. I love things like that. Like he made like $42,000 on this deal. And I love that. Like other people get mad, like they're making how much? Like, you know what I mean? And like, I don't, I don't, that doesn't bother me. Like I want everybody to win. I want everybody to eat, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, like this is this young kid. He has to be like, 
mid twenties, maybe, yeah, that's it. Probably mid twenties, maybe late twenties is a push. And, you know, he told me that I, I was like, this is a game changer. And he told me it was a, it was a lifesaver. Like for wow. him, whatever, it, whatever situation he was in, this is actually saving his life. And that to me is profound. But the aspect of, of selling, of buying with him, it's just a contract. Because this was his first deal, he literally sent me a piece of paper with three line items on it and then signature lines. And I was like, no, I'm sending this to my lawyer and we are going to get an official document. So my lawyer mm -hmm. drafted a document which protected me a lot more than that little paper did. And so basically what it with the the way my my lawyer wrote up the contract is that it allowed for the person who him who's selling me the house to have to pay for taxes, water, electric, any outstanding thing that's on the lien, he has to take care of it so I don't pay anything beyond what I offered to pay for it. Mm -hmm. So I bought the house for 280. I believe he bought it for like 230, 234, something like that. So he bought it for 234. I bought it for 280. It's worth 450. Wow. What? Yeah. Y'all, there are deals. That's the still one I want to go see today. Yeah, 100%. And the house is it's in a beautiful neighborhood. Like we we like all of us that like all of us that are in the deal, like we were just like are you serious? Like, this is going to be so easy. Like, this is this is going to fly. It has a freaking pool in the back. Yeah, it's nice. It's oh, nice. my goodness. Yes. Okay. Now, are you managing all of these properties on your own? When you say managing, what do you mean by managing? <laughs> like, do you have a property manager that is overseeing them? Or are you are self-managing as a landlord? I just have... Well, I don't... I don't want to self-manage as a landlord, but I have one property and it's very easy. Just that I just have, to, I mean, that one tenant, the one in Ohio, I'm going to be renting it. I obviously I'm going to need a property manager because I'm not there, mm -hmm. but I'm just renting it in order to make it a turnkey for another investor to come in and just buy it with okay. tenants in it so that they're making money from the first day. Very cool. So it's going to be a short, very a short lived cool. property management yeah, situation. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Now tell us, because you mentioned that you have a program that you offer and you have students that you work with. Tell us a little bit about your program and how that works. So basically what I do is I offer coaching services and for the coaching services, I offer them one-on-one. -on -one. So we can meet either for one hour. That's like the most affordable way to do it an hour and a half we could do that in person we could do it you know through video however the person feels comfortable and i give you like a financial blueprint and a business plan for you to figure out exactly how to get to your goal so if your goal is to flip a house for the first time i look at your credit not only like your credit score but your actual profile and try to show you ways in which you can either strengthen it or leverage it in order to get yourself in position to you know, turn cash credit into cash and be able to pay earnest fees and closing fees and things like that. Also have the knowledge on how to build business credit. There's just a lot of information that I know as far as real estate is involved, running a business that I can give somebody all the plays, how to create an LLC, you know, what are the steps that they need to do in order to get themselves in position, whether it's there's a lot to it. So like, I don't want to get into every detail. Every person is different. So mm -hmm. I can do that where I give them an exact plan for them to take it and follow it. It's an exact blueprint for them to take it and, and, and follow it on their own. If they need a little bit more hands-on one-on-one time, then I have a three-month package. And for that, it's a little bit more involved. There's a little bit more to it. We meet once a week um, for an hour. No, not once a week. I'm sorry. Every two weeks for an hour. And I give you homework at the end of every class. And then the next time we review what the homework is, and then I give you more. And by homework, what I mean is I give you actionable things that um, you have to actually go and do. So we're not just chit-chatting. We're not just talking. You're actually taking action in order to get to your goal, which is, you know, I work at lightning speed. So it can be a lot for some people. You got to be ready. Like I'm mm -hmm. gonna, I'm gonna. If 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 you really want to change your life, like this is how you're gonna get it done, and these are the things that you need to do. 
Love that. Now, is it people specifically in the Rhode oh, Island I area? Forgot. And then oh. I and then I have a one year. Then I do a one year, which is a, a significant investment for me to work with you one on one. That's if you have like a long term goal, like let's say you want to buy like a twelve unit or a twenty unit or something like that, where those deals take a little bit longer to close. I can mm -hmm. work with you side by side. And this includes like analyzing deals, going on site to look at deals, helping you submit offers, like all of that, getting contractors. You also, if you do the three month or the one year, you tap into my network. So that seven thousand dollar contact, seven thousand con. Oh my goodness, the seven thousand contacts that I have on my phone, they have access to, and so it allows people to utilize my network in order to allow them to to move forward faster. And then you had a question for me. I'm sorry. Yes, is that specifically for people in the Rhode Island area, or they can can they be located elsewhere? No, definitely. This is, I've had, yeah, I've talked to people in Florida, a few people in Florida. Yeah, they can be anywhere for sure. Love it. So y'all, there will be details. If you are interested in any of Blue's program offerings, there will be a link that you'll be able to click. And we'll also have a discount code for all of the aid to asset community. So be sure to, to look for that and we'll make sure to hook you up. So Blue, one other question that I definitely want to ask, because especially given the speed that you mentioned, that has been a theme throughout this interview of just you being able to take extreme execution. So for listeners who are just getting started in their investing. But then to hear someone like you, who in a year and a half, you've been able to not only acquire for yourself five doors, five properties, six doors, but also help other people. What do you attribute to being able to put yourself in the position, whether it's the capital, the network, the resources, to be able to close on all of that in such a short time span? It has to be the network to be able to close. It has to be the network. So I've mm -hmm. worked with, I've done, I've done different financial scenarios for all of them. They're all different. So I learn as I go and the terms get better and better for me as I go. Mm -hmm. So like this property that I just got today, uh, not today, that I went to see today, I have zero financial investment in that and I won't have any. The out-of-state mm -hmm. property, zero financial investment in that, and I won't have any. The other, the third one, zero financial. I might say the same for the second. The first I did, I think it was like 5,000, maybe 7,000. I liquidated a credit card for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I wanna say that's what it was. And then okay. I leveraged, I leveraged, I leveraged a lot. So go to Lowe's, go to Home Depot's, open accounts with the electric, the, the people who supply the stuff for electricians, the people who supply things for plumbing, you know, all of that. Like I, I go to different vendors and I set up lines of credits with them and stuff like that in order and to so continue And so through the leverage. lines of credit, that's how you're able to get into the deal without actually putting in any of your own personal money. Is that right? It's not just that. I have so on the first one, I had a partner who went 50-50. They paid for half of the expenses and we split half of the profits. The second one, I had five private lenders give me money, mm -hmm. people that I know in my circle who just gave me different amounts of money in order to get a return for it and mm -hmm. the hard money lender. And then the third one, that was just a hard money lender. He takes everything and puts it on the back. So for that, I just have to make an investment every month where I pay to service the loan. The fourth one out of state, I pay nothing out of pocket. I don't, I learned, like, I don't even want to pay the monthly, put everything on the back. So I don't pay to buy it. I don't pay to fix it. I don't pay every month anymore. So that's that one. The other one too, that's all going, going to go on the back as well. This includes like the closing fees, the points, like everything. I don't pay anything. And then mm -hmm. the last one, I'm going to set up the same terms. I'm not paying anything, put everything on the back and you'll get your money when we sell. And so he's willing to do it for six months. And then like after six months, like, you know, whatever, but that's still, listen, I'll take that. Absolutely. And especially with yeah. the speed that we're seeing you renovating and turning properties over six months is plenty of time for you. And so y'all, this is the importance of having those relationships, working with lenders, getting to know what different options are available, because I can imagine there's some people that are like, wait, you can do that. Yes. But this is why you need to get in the room with people who have this experience, who can tell you about these different opportunities that aren't as common knowledge when you just like go to the bank or something like that. This is why this is so very, very critical. 
So 100%. as we wrap up, one of the things that we like to do here is we are vision casters. And so we like to set our vision for ourselves and our business. So looking ahead for you, a year, three years from now, your choice, what is going to be true for you and your business? I was just talking about this today to my partner. <laughs> so I met, so the world is so interesting. So the, the new landlord for my only tenant that I, I ended up meeting him in person because he told me he's an investor slash developer. And I said, I can't wait to hear about what, you know, more about what you do. He said, let's meet. We met the next day and he's working on a 60, 60 property development, new development with, he has land. And I learned all about what he's done before. He has three projects that he's working on right now. So for me, and I've talked to other developers, for me, I think development is my next thing once I continue to to move where I'm moving right now. But I think development is the next thing for me. I thought it was syndication. A long time ago, I thought I was like syndication was my final thing, mm -hmm. but I don't think so. I think I want to get into development because I love creating way too much. Mm. Yeah. I can see the you mentioned the futuristic earlier. I can see that you being able to see that early and bring that vision to life. That is amazing. And listen, final, final future goal. I want to create my parents live in a retirement community. It's like a luxury retirement community in Georgia. And they're like they go and they film movies there and things like that. My final vision, like my last hurrah, like one of the things that I want to do is I want to create a retirement community for lesbians and gay people, LGBTQ in general, to be uh -huh. able to go retire and feel comfortable. Oh, I don't wow. know that we have that. I've never heard of that. That, yeah, that is I amazing. I want to create something like that. And I've thought about, I've written down like the, the things that I want it to feature. And mm -hmm. it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty big. It's pretty big. Yeah, my Listen, idea is pretty Listen, if your goals don't scare you, they're not big enough. So I love that for you. I can't wait to see all of this come into fruition. Thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge and experience with us today. How can the people You're find welcome. you if they want to get in touch or if they want to learn more about your offerings? So the best way to contact me would be through Instagram. Uh, that's where I'm most active. And my at name is blueazul401. That's B-L-U-E-A-Z-U-L-401. Um, you can also go to my site, 10figures.com. It's 10-figures.com. And that's T-E-N-F-I-G-U-R-E-S. Did I spell that right? Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm like, G-U-R-E-S, I did, okay. So yeah, so 10figures.com is where you can find my course and we'll definitely let you know what the discount is going to be or what the code is going to be for all of my peeps out there to enjoy. Wonderful. Y'all, be sure to subscribe. Check out all of the many things that Blue has going on. And y'all, be on the lookout for this retirement community. I already see that happening in the future. <laughs> so wishing you so much success with that. Again, thank you. And y'all, this has been another incredible episode of the Aid to Assets podcast, where we are helping you get to the closing table. Until we talk again, bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another insightful episode of Aid to Assets. Remember, your journey from nine to fiver to successful real estate investor is within reach. Keep learning, keep growing, and keep investing in your future. If you'd like to know more, connect with me on Instagram at Aid to Assets. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Until next time, happy investing.